What up, Lions? We have Patrick here with us today. Up, and guys? we're gonna talk about a little bit of nerd culture. <laughs> you know? What makes nerd culture cool? And then we're gonna segue a little bit into the dream job and mm -hmm. what that means. Yeah. So Patrick has been a nerd for his, <laughs> for his whole life. Oh, if it was a job occupation, I'd never retire. It's so good. <laughs> Why is nerd culture cool? Like, what uh, happened? It used to be like, we used to get like bullied. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say it's been a recent thing. Like, um, even when I was still in school, I would still wear like, you know, like I have my bag right there. It's like, you know, comic book bags, comic book merchandise, talk about comic book stuff. And, you know... Oh, you would have your own kind of sub-circles like, where it's cool. But, like, if you said that to general people, like, oh, that's lame. Or, oh, you're such a nerd. Or, like, oh, you, you collect comic books? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, what the hell? You know, why don't you play sports like us? Why don't you do whatever? Which is funny because I, I, I did play sports. I've done judo since I was seven years old. But that didn't seem to factor into the conversation. Yeah. yeah. But, so it's cool now. What happened? Do you think it's, <laughs> like, the, the mass, like, uh, generalized movies like the mass media pushing yeah. out all this marvel I, I i would say it's definitely part of it the problem i think for the longest time with comics was that it was such a niche like thing to get into and it's still like the actual books are still hard to get into like you have you, have you read comics before yes yeah, you have okay. especially archie archie's okay. weird mysteries i so always that, used to read those it's funny sarah because archie's like a little bit of an outlier to what i'm gonna say but essentially what i'm saying is that uh, a lot of these characters have been in print since the 1930s like okay, superman yeah. batman they've been there since the 30s so for a new person to get into comics, it's like the most common question I get from people who want to get into comics, like, where do I start? How do I get into them? And, and you kind of look at them like, damn, I don't know. Because, <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard to say, but I don't know. Because um, since they've been around for so long, you tell them, start at the beginning. But then they have like 80 years of stories to read, right? Before they, under, before they quote unquote understand what's happening now. Or do you just tell them, eh, pick up. Like, go to a store, go online. Pick up, like, the modern version of. Not even the modern. Just if you see a, a cover or a story that you think sounds cool, just go for it. Most of the time, the good stories, you don't have to know a lot of, like... You have to Background, know, like, maybe, context. Yeah, yeah, you may have to know, like a, like, a general idea. But, like, everybody has a general idea about, like, who Batman is or who Superman is or who Spider-Man is. that's actually a good point. Like, if I wanted to start reading the Batman comics, what right. would you tell me? I would, I would tell you... I, I could point you in the direction of certain good storylines... And what I would say is, if you like those storylines, and you like the characters that are in there, pick up other stories where the characters are in there. So if you like, oh, I like Robin, or like I like, yeah. this, I like this certain version of Robin, Tim Drake Robin, I would say, well, pick up stories featuring him, Tim Drake Robin. I'll give you a couple, since I know a couple. You, you ask fans, you ask around, you know, they'll definitely, the good fans will be more than happy to give you storylines to further your um, knowledge about them. Okay. Yeah. Damn, do you still shop in like comic books? <laughs> comic books uh, yeah, I'm still one of those losers who buys the, the, the they call them floppies, so like the, the actual print books of them. Okay, yeah. Because now a lot of it's digital like everything else. Like you go on, go on Amazon, you go on whatever, you buy a digital copy of the comic and you read it. But Comic-Con, Montreal Comic-Con was just um, like last month, I think. Yeah, mm -hmm. last month. Uh, went there, I told myself, okay, you give, you like, give yourself 40 bucks. Buy however many comics, 40 bucks is going to get and you. And how much did it buy you? Uh, it got me like uh, 12, 13 comics. Oh, wow. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So a comic is like... It, it depends how valuable it was. So since I was buying comics from like the 80s and uh, I, think I, got, yeah, I think I got like one from the 80s, a couple from the 90s, a couple from the 2000s. The, the newer stuff typically will cost less. Okay. Unless it's like a big notable storyline that happened, but like... I actually have a whole box of comic books. And I was given them when I was four years old from a guy who had been collecting them his whole life. Really? And he's like, keep these until you're 80 years old. You're going to be rich. <laughs> so I'd actually be like curious to show you those. Yeah, sure. I'll definitely take a look through them see, after. Uh, like yeah. if I'm, I'm an actual millionaire. Right <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about a millionaire, but it might pay your rent for a few months, let's say. Wow. It dep depends what's in there. We'll, we'll see what's in there after. When yeah. you go to Comic-Con, do you dress up? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you wear? Uh, okay, so uh, my first ever Comic Con was, was a, little, a little bit of a disgrace to the cosplay community, but I just oh. wore like I just wore like a um, Halloween store costume of Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Okay, why is yeah. that a disgrace? Well, because a lot of cosplayers they want you know they create their own costumes right like you know they build their own materials, but I unfortunately suck at making my own materials and suck at making my own costumes. So yeah, but at least you bought you went out of your mm. way to like pick a costume. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. So what I do now is I have friends of mine who are actual like like I, I have a friend who is a theater production assistant. Okay, yeah. So she knows how to make like actual like good props and good costumes. 
So what if for next year, let's say if I have a costume I want to make, I'm gonna call her and be like, hey. I'll pay you. Yeah, yeah. And I already told her like like if I pay you, you're just like yeah. If you pay me, it's good. I'm like. How much do you think like a costume would cost well, to the, make? Well, it depends the character because when you go to Comic Con, there's some characters that have like giant massive sets of armor. And like you know, they they walk around. They're like ten feet tall. And you're like, how the hell? And they? some women have body painting, <laughs> body makeup, painting. yeah, like the whole accessories, everything. Yes, exactly. Sometimes it takes people months. Exactly. To make yeah, things. exactly. I I don't have that kind of free time because for them, it's their, that's their career. Yeah. Like that's like you know, that's how they make their money. Me, I do it for a hobby, so it's a different kind of thing. I don't want to invest that much time in it. So. Would you never want to change? Would you ever want to like make that your career? Be a be a cosplayer like yeah. full time. I don't know about that. Like I said, no? like I said, like I'd have to learn how to sew. I'd have to learn how to um, do all the materials and okay, all that. Yeah. Like you mm. have to like be a diehard cosplayer to want that yeah. kind of life. That's yeah, of course. Yeah, I like I said. For me, I, I do it as a hobby. I enjoy it as a hobby. You know, I do it like you know once a year. Cosplayers like they have to go through the whole circuit of like all the time. They have to like you know keep making new cosplays or keep doing new fo- new photo shoots and stuff like that. Not about that. But hey, if I like a character, I dress up as them, have fun at Comic Con, and wait till next year. And do you meet friends at Comic Con? I've never. Okay, so I, I went to Comic Con once. Right. And it was to follow a reporter. So huh. it was under work circumstances. But the characters that I saw there were mm. insane. There was this one guy, I think he still goes, and he dresses up as Jim Carrey. Oh, Do you know uh, the guy I'm talking uh, about? Um, Like, just Jim Carrey characters? Yeah, or? Jim Carrey. Uh, I, I think I saw him Ace Ventura a couple times. Yeah, this guy. Yeah, Ace okay. Ventura. I, I took a picture of him, actually. Yeah, sure. and yeah. he, because he played this amazing character at Comic-Con, a couple of people saw, like, his persona and, like, his animated self. Mm, yeah. And they hired him to animate as a host at the Bell Center. So now, huh. during hockey, he's an actual animator. He gets paid, like, a lot of money. Hey. Just because he was an amazing character at Comic-Con. Hey. So that just goes to show Different. you that, like, passion and drive and, like, doing things on the side mm-hmm. can lead to actual career opportunities, you know? Yeah. And he was just out there. He was talking to everyone. Hey, hey, hey. Never broke character. Right. And that, like, really engages people and, like, makes makes people realize, like, hey, this guy is someone to watch out for. Yeah, he's onto something. Yeah. Like, he, he, has, he has a gift that maybe the typical, like, costumer this might not have. He brings a energy and entertainment factor to his costume. Yeah. Do you see, like, jocks now at Comic-Con? Oh, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Well, because a lot of jocks, they, they might not like to admit it, some of them, but they're big nerds. Oh yeah, especially nowadays. Yeah, of course they are. They just, just to them, they they might not perceive what they like as like, oh, that's not nerdy, that's cool. But it's because you know they play a psychological trick against themselves, where it's like now it's cool, so it's yeah, okay. Yeah, now it's cool, so it's okay. So a perfect example of this would be Game of Thrones, because Game of Thrones, mm. every well, I I do I don't even watch Game of Thrones, but most people you don't I don't okay yeah, I just, neither do I yeah it, it was like in the seventh season when I finally like, kind of knew about it I was like ah it passed me by yeah no, it's too late for me now but like. I remember when it was coming out, like Game of Thrones, everybody like was saying, "Oh yeah, Game of Thrones, it's so cool, it's so edgy, and it's oh, it's not like regular fantasy. It's not like you know Lord of the Rings, like that shit. It's about you know like sex and violence and all this." Mm. And I'm just like, so they use these like yeah, they they try to you know perceive themselves more as like mature or macho about it, but in reality, it's the same. It's still dragons. It's still the elves. It's still you know, like, the mystical, magical land. Yeah, it, it still has magical natures about it. it. It's definitely more maybe grounded than other ones, but it's still like still fantasy. Yeah. They try to delude themselves, think it's not fantasy, but it's still fantasy. And why does like drugs and sex and horror make it okay and cool? You <laughs> yeah, know, like, well, I mean, you know, it's darker. Yeah, be- edgier. Because there's a perceived there's a perception for a lot of the um, nerd, like, not nerds, like a lot of perception. A lot of people like. If you just include that subject matter into there, that automatically makes it deeper. Like, oh wow, see, look, it's this is real world issues. But the problem mm-hmm. is though, there's so many, there's so many stories, there's so many comics, there's so many movies that will just put them in there to make themselves seem more mature. But in reality, a Disney show or a Disney movie might be more mature than it, just because just because it's animated doesn't mean necessarily it doesn't dealing with complex issues or it's not dealing with real world events or issues. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The the world is not always completely grim like i feel like it is though <laughs> no well why why is the world completely grim no i just feel like there's always going to be terror in yeah, the world of course like i just I, I was reading i picked up the book the other day the denial of death because that's like a book that i really need to read right now because mm-hmm. i'm like in this existential crisis of like life and death and oh my god we're gonna die and it says there are always leaders there mm-hmm. are always followers and right. there are always evil people of course. 
So this is like the narrative for every single storyline ever created in the world, including yes. our own. So the world will always be grim because evil will always exist and always have a role. Have a, have a role? A role in a society. Role, a role. Like, so there will always be that person who is evil. Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they're, they're going to control every single aspect of your life. When, when you're with, when you're with your, your boyfriend, just chilling out, is that always on your mind, that persistent evil? No. You're, you could it be, is. It is. That's why I want to change the world. <laughs> like the evil that affects, I feel like, okay, we're getting on a little bit of a tangent, but not really because I really do believe that comics mm. are the epitome of real life yeah. because it's the best way to get us like escape our mm -hmm. world and like understand our issues in a yeah. more direct and easy way. Yeah. So we get lost in a world, but it's just the best representation of our real life. Mm. We just hate the fact that the evil exists in our real life, so we want the evil from the comics. Yeah, we we, so we, we want we, the escape. We want something that we can defeat. And yes, com and, and comic, comics. Comics, the villains can be defeated. They often do. That doesn't always happen in the real world. That rarely happens in the real world. Exactly. But it sets up. It gives us an example to strive for. So something, something to quote unquote believe in, right? Yeah. Yeah, because we, 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 like you know, it's it's a little bit of delusion, but it's like a little bit of a healthy delusion because you want to almost trick yourself thinking, yes, I can do it, and that will give you the energy to actually try and do it. And hey, sometimes it does work. Sometimes you actually do change it. I just think comics are fucking amazing, dude. <laughs> it's like, it's like putting your ideas. Fuck yeah, they are. It's like putting your ideas into reality, but like some crazy ideas that. Yeah. I don't know, people could never understand right. unless they were drawn out and you could follow them. I just love comics. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you some recommendations after. Yeah. You... Well, you can give it to the public. <laughs> what are some recommendations? Oh, boy. Okay. So, I mean, aside from the obvious ones that everybody knows, like classic books like Watchmen, which, are, you know, like at yeah. the time when it came out, like everyone knows, everyone still talks about mm -hmm. it. Uh, recently, well, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't a book, but like it's an adaptation of a book. Uh, the Boys on Amazon Prime. I just finished binging it last night with my girlfriend, and the, <laughs> I was talking all about like, oh, this is all cheery and everything, but this is actually a deconstruction of superheroes. So what it is is uh, a group of superheroes called the Seven are basically. Oh yeah. Uh, so you you yeah, see a little yeah. bit know about it. Okay, so a group of superheroes uh, are basically owned by this corporation, and this corporation like is like one of the most powerful. They have merchandise. They have movies starring these heroes. Da, da, da. But in reality, even though the heroes put on a facade of being like these inspiring role models to the public, behind the scenes are the most, de like they engage in such debauchery, such like messed up things. Okay, yeah. And now there's heroes that are affected. There, there's regular people that have been affected by these heroes. So the main character of the story is called Huey, and Huey's girlfriend got. He was holding his girlfriend's hands on the sidewalk, and basically a flash ripoff called A Train. His powers are like super speed. He ran right through her, and she exploded, and, like, he's still holding her severed hands, but, like, you know, since he's super speedy, he just, like, went right through her. Didn't give a shit. The guy, like, he looks, he looks at the guy, he, girlfriend he just killed, he just looks at him and, like, runs away. So he's not a real hero, right? Like, he, there's, mm. there's no compassion in him, there's no empathy in him, right? Yeah, but then that brings up a great question. <laughs> what defines a hero? Right. So there you go. So the, the story, then, uh, Huey joins, like, this group called The Boys, who are actually kind of working covertly to like take these heroes out? These soups, they call them. Like it's sort of short, okay, short yeah. for super, right? Yeah, and it's a really good show, and it it makes you question not only like hero, like hero, what makes a hero, whatever, but also like the insidious aspects of like nerd culture and like hero hero culture that's going on right now. Because like, like we were talking before, Marvel movies are like the biggest thing now in entertainment. Avengers Endgame just broke the record for highest grossing movie ever. Yeah. I mean, it was in theaters for like three months, so it's not a... <laughs> they got a little bit of a boost for being out there so long, but still, yeah. just to say like... And people were saying, oh, too, a superhero fatigue is going to come, and like, uh, superheroes are going to crash. Really? It's been going on, going on for almost a decade now, yeah. and it ain't slowing down, so... But I do feel like they're prolonging. Like, they're just like stretching it a little bit, no? Uh, I, I, well, the corporations are going to stretch, stretch it out. If there's stretch, money to be... If there's money to be made, they're going to milk that cow completely dry. Okay, what did you think then of the ending of the Avengers? <laughs> the ending Do you of understand, like, everything that happened? Like, with the, um... Like, like the deeper messages? Or yeah. What do you mean? Um, uh, see, the thing is, the big Avengers movies, like Avengers Endgames, Avenger Endgame, uh, Infinity War, those are more like... They're not deep necessarily because they're more like the popcorn like spectacle ones. Yeah. 
it's more like the smaller ones, like the like the more personal stories that you have to watch for like the more like the emotional beats and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like so, the relationships between characters. Yeah, the, those are more the solo movies like Doctor Strange or. Um, I love that movie. <laughs> so good. See, like you know, if if you want to explore the characters more, you would, you would have to go in there because Avengers Endgame is like, it, you're going into it, you have to assume that everybody knows these characters already. So you kind of like you don't have to like retread the same ground all the time, but you can just like throw a big, throw yourself a big firework display. Everyone's gonna love them. They're, they're crowd pleasers. That's all there is to it. Okay, what do you think of the freaking remaking of Spider Man fifty million <laughs> times? What do you think of that? Well, uh, well, I don't know. Like I gave up. I I didn't see the one with Emma freaking. Stone. Oh, that's that's actually like five years old. Now. I know, oh. but that, like. They just keep going. Yeah, yeah. My my brother made the same point to me. He's like, "Oh, they remade Spider Man again." I'm like, "Oh, Spider Man's the most popular superhero. They're gonna keep remaking him over and over again if they have to." And also, the well, now now this, this is another tangent here, but like, there's a whole rights issue with Sony and Marvel. Okay. So like, yeah. how like Sony has to always keep making movies, or else they'll lose the Spider Man license and we'll, we'll revert back to Disney. Oh. And obviously, Sony doesn't want that because Spider Man's big money. Mm-hmm. So. They will always have to like keep making movies if they don't want to lose the rights to them, unless Disney buys out Sony, which they could because Disney owns our lives now. Yeah, that's <laughs> the truth. Disney owns almost all of entertainment, so okay, it's, it's a scary thought for the for the comic fans watching. Mm. What's one opinion that you have that could really like boil their blood? Oh, or give a couple. Oh, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Um. Batman fans, and I say this as a Batman fan, you guys need to chill the hell out about Batman. <laughs> Why? Yo, it's so true. I know so many people who are like, I'm Batman. I'm actually Batman. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh God. For one, Batman is not, like, depending who's writing him, because this, this thing about superheroes, like, depending who's writing them or who's creating them, like, yeah. they could be completely different characters. Yeah. Like, there's been so many writers of Spider-Man, so many writers of Batman, that, like, if one person writes them, it could be completely different than the other one. Yeah. But a lot of Batman fans love the super macho Batman, the super tough guy Batman, the CrossFit Batman that was in the last uh, Zack Snyder movie where he's shirtless, he's pounding the tire, oh, I'm gonna kill Superman, he's a threat, he's an alien, this and that. Guys, that's not the guy you want to be replicating in your lives. Why? This, this is not the model you want to strive for. Because he's a paranoid, schizophrenic man-baby. <laughs> you think? Okay, so... <laughs> so, Batman... Okay, so Batman's mental condition has been explored several times yeah. in the comics. He's, he's definitely not the most mentally stable individual, right? Yeah. Well, look at but, his upbringing, right? Yeah, look at his upbringing, but... What's the butler's name? The butler? Alfred. Alfred, thank Alfred. you. That's yes, been Alfred. a question in my head for two, like two days. <laughs> so he's not. Uh, I don't know. It, it, you can make this. You can make this case about a lot of superheroes. To be honest, it's not. I don't want to pick on Batman, but like, Batman fans tend to be like the most like aggressive. Die about hard, it. yeah. Die hard, aggressive about it, and like, oh, he can beat anybody. You know, like he's he's the pinnacle of human uh, perfection. Superman's this milk toast pansy ass superhero, but Batman's you know, he's Wait, why does Superman get such a bad rap? Because he's a Boy Scout. But, <sighs> but uh, yeah, and he is a Boy Scout, and Clark Kent would probably admit to it. Like if he was alive, Superman would actually probably say, "Yeah, I'm a Boy Scout." But the thing is, that's not really a bad thing. What like, okay, if, if superheroes were just in the real world, would you rather it be a really damaged individual? Like Batman, hell no. <laughs> or would you rather? I would feel way safer with Superman. Exactly, you would feel. Actually, Spider Man, because I'd be like, "Ooh, he's probably gonna fall in love with me." Oh my god! <laughs> and the audition for the next Gwen Stacy <laughs> is Fiona Maynard. Uh, yeah. Um, Who's your favorite? Spider Man. Spider Man, easy, yeah. easily. Why? Uh, just because uh, he's got character. Yeah, he's got, he's got character. Sweat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, my butcher, my my, my, my butcher drawing over there. Did nobody? No art solicitations for me, please. Um, yeah, well, he was he was the first one I related to as as a kid. Kind of stuck that way. Yeah. Yeah. I actually and, did too. Yeah, in, so in a weird way. I think yeah, we well, all did because we grew up with yeah, it, right? Yeah. He, he well, he he's the most uh, profitable. I, I think for like merchandising and all that. I, just like a few years ago, yeah. but, like this is like a report, whatever. Like, he outsold, like, all Batman merchandise, all Superman merchandise, all Avengers merchandise. He's like the most, most, oh, wow. most profitable superhero in terms of, like, uh, the company's, make, what he makes the company's money. It's Spider-Man. I'm, like, thinking about the way the movies are made, and I think the reason why Spider-Man, like, affected so many people mm-hmm. on such an emotional level mm-hmm. is because we got into his head, and he was, like, 
scared and nervous and exactly and like we grew with him exactly my point i, I, was, I was about to dive, yeah. i was just about to dive into this because since he's so much um since we saw relatable. him grow, yeah. he's so relatable since we saw him grow up over like in front of our eyes when he was made in 1962 um he was like there have been teenage quote-unquote heroes before like robin uh you know kid flash like things like that but they, they, they were like junior knockoffs of already existing heroes, and they were like their sidekicks, and they were like firmly established yes. as sidekicks, right? But Spider-Man was the first one to kind of be his own person, even even at a young age. Yeah, and um, even like a, a lot of a, a lot of heroes too. This is more of, this is like a classic Marvel trope, whereas DC took a while to get there. But like DC would have their heroes, like they would have Batman. He's thirty years old, and he's always going to be thirty. He's a static hero. Yeah, a lot. he does, he does, didn't change. Doesn't, oh, yeah, doesn't, doesn't age. Doesn't change, right? Spider-Man was like one of the very first to break that mold where it's like, okay, we saw him when he was 15 when he yes. got the spider bite. We saw him graduate exactly. high school. That's saw him go huge. through college. Saw him get married. Yeah. Saw him all that. And Well, I think that's yeah. why I love Gotham so much because you see Batman mm. as a child. Right. You see him lose his parents. You see him warm up to Alfred. Mm. You see him grow. Yeah. And then with each season, you're just like obsessed <laughs> with the story. So, so, so you like Gotham? I love Gotham. Oh. Well, it got, it got to shit a couple. Yeah. But... <laughs> I was but just first, about to get into this. But the first, like, two seasons were phenomenal. It made me actually appreciate the story of Batman. Yeah. Because I was like, I hate the movies, Joker, shit. I, I, I oh, you, oh, you don't like the Batman no. movies? None of them? No. Wow. Why is that? Because they're annoying. I, I didn't even... I didn't <laughs> Deep even, analysis there, <laughs> I didn't even watch the Harley Quinn uh, Suicide Squad. Nah, don't bother. Because I heard... Yeah, and That's also cool. it's word of mouth too, right? Right. If I'm like, oh, I'm, I want to go see this movie, and people are like, don't don't waste your money, it's shit. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, I don't even want to put myself through that right. to make my own opinion. Well, yeah. that's stupid though. I should have. I should, yeah, I, I, I should I, watch I, it. I fall into that trap also, but like, if I see enough clips from a movie, I'm like, yeah, okay, okay, I can kind of tell where this is going to shit. So yeah. I'm going to clock But out. I should watch Suicide Squad. Yeah. But okay, but I really want to know, like, um, what about girl superheroes? What's going on with that? What is going on with it? Um, now they're finally getting more respect that they were owed for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah, and um, we're we're I I said before like when we kind of when we started like there's like the good fans, like good fans will like give you recommendations and like welcome you in. Then there's the bad fans. These these are the fans that they they're gatekeepers, right? So they're very. A lot of comic fans, a lot of nerd culture tends to be very insular. Like they don't mm, want outsiders coming. They, yes, they, they don't want outsiders coming in and like you know ruining their boys' club because that's, yeah. that's what it was for decades. It was a boys' club. Yeah, superheroes was very much a boys' club. Now it's finally changing because now you know just as as the world evolves, as the world progresses, people realize comics are awesome. Yeah, every you know people realize oh shit, women like comics too. Oh shit, transgender people, everybody likes comics. Mm-hmm. So now. Uh, we saw Wonder Woman on screen. We saw Captain Marvel. Varying qualities as they do. <laughs> like, as in, like, I wasn't over the moon about the movies, but the fact that they even just exist and they were financially successful and... Women, Directed by women. Um, yeah, well, the one... Captain one. Marvel was... I don't, I'm not sure if that was. I think I had, like, two directors. Maybe one was a woman, one was a guy. And then Wonder Woman, yeah, was the director. Was the female director. But just to say, like, yeah, like, now it's finally becoming a thing where, like, everyone realizes, like, yeah, everybody, it, this, comics are for everybody, superheroes are for everybody, but some old fans are still holding on to the gates saying, no, no, this is all, no, bullshit, like, uh, fem- females this, female that, it, it's really just bad. What, what are they saying? I don't even know if I want to give these people attention. But. No, but I think it's really interesting to, like, hear yeah. what's going on. So, okay, so, uh... Specifically to comics, the books themselves, not so much the movies, a little bit the movies, but like more the books. There was something called Comicsgate that happened, well, when did this movement happen? Maybe two years ago? It's basically how um, Marvel and DC, more, but more so Marvel, they took initiatives to like diversify their hero rosters. Okay. So like, you know, more female superheroes, more African, Good. more black, more black superheroes, more uh, Latina superheroes, all that. And... You know, the stories, sometimes they were hits, sometimes they were misses. Sometimes they were good, sometimes they were bad. But these comics, these people were like, no, 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 they're all shit. This is the reason why comic sales are going down, because comic sales have been going down gradually for, like, years now. And, like, this is the reason why we need to get back to, like, when, you know, the, the heroes are all White straight. White supremacy? <laughs> essentially. Yeah, essentially. So, like, we need to go back to these the straight heroes. Like, we need, we need you know, stop, stop race-changing the heroes, you know, keep them as they were before, which... 
As a Spider-Man fan to me, I'm like, yeah, but like things change though. They change over time. So why are you scared? The well, narrative changes. Yeah. The people change. in power change. The voices exactly. are new broadened. Au- new audiences. They can't keep catering to like 60-year-old dudes like forever, white right? White dudes. Yeah, 60-year-old white dudes forever, right? So that's been a boom that's been going on. They don't get much traction anymore. I, I think people stopped taking them seriously a while ago. Okay. And what did, you, what did you think of Wonder Woman? As a movie? Yeah. I think two-thirds of it were great, and the last third went a little... Pfft. Why? <laughs> so, m- maybe I was misreading the movie a bit, but... Uh, so, okay, you saw the movie, yeah. right? Okay. So, you know, the whole movie, she says, like, uh, oh, if I kill Ares, like, you know, that will, you know, uh, purge men of evil or purge men of, you know, warfare, right? Yeah. Um, so then, like, she finds out, like... Oh, oh I'm sorry. Um, Steve Trevor, uh, the, the, the guy, the guy she's with... He keeps telling her, like, no, 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 Diana, that's not how this works. Like, you know, there's no, like, evil person behind the scenes. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Everything. You know, people just are the way they are. And there's no, like, there's no evil you can slay, like, that will just solve everything, right? Okay, yeah. So it's like, okay, if they're really committing to this, when she kills the, when she kills the, the general dude, and she thought, like, oh, yeah, he's Ares, like, I killed him, it's done. That should have been, like, that should have been it. Nothing, nothing big should happen after. It should have just been Diana realizing, like, Oh no, like killing, like finishing one person won't solve everything. But then Ares actually does show up and she actually does have a big fight with Ares. And I'm like, yeah, but this kind of validates her point of like these things actually do exist though, don't they? So it, it I, I felt like it kind of betrayed the, its own message it was going for. Was it the same in the comic book? Uh, I'm not a big Wonder Woman fan, I can't say. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't think I don't think it was. But like, it could have been, but yeah, I'm, I'm not knowledgeable about the one-on-one comics, so I can't say. I, I enjoyed the movie, um, and I didn't read into it as much as you just did. Mm-hmm. But I did think the ending was weird. Yeah. It kind of lost me a little bit. That Maybe, maybe, I, maybe she, I articulated why it did. <laughs> and then she, like her, her boyfriend just like leaves. Uh, he died, didn't he? Like he like left somewhere in a spaceship, remember? Oh, no, 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 because, uh, because the ship... The, the plane, whatever, had um, the gas. Oh, so he flew it up. And so, he, so he flew it out and, and it exploded, exploded in the air, yeah, 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 save, yeah. saving everybody, but at the cost of his own life, yeah. Yeah, I mm-hmm. hated that. <laughs> but it's fine, it's fine. But I hate it when movies end like that. Like, no happy ending. I oh, you, hate you, that. You want, I like the happy ending. You want the happy ending? Yes. Oh, boy. Super comics might not be for you, though. <laughs> but the comics, and that's what's interesting, is that, like, the comics mm-hmm. end badly. Like, they always end, like... You're pissed, but not then the always, movies. But, but then the movies I find are, are not like a good reflection of the comics because the movies do have the happy endings. Yeah. Or if they don't, a little more so. They have like three series, and then on the third, you're gonna get the happy ending. Right, 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 right. But the comics sometimes the story can just be done, and it's like the worst thing, and you're like, did you just leave me <laughs> bleeding? No, I'm gonna like go go to bed bleeding. <laughs> My heart's bleeding. Well, like, what? Well, the thing you got to understand, too, is that uh, TV shows and movies have, like, a little bit of an advantage over comics. Because comics, like, the bigger ones, they don't really end ever. They keep coming out True. month after month after month after month after month. And they've been going on since 62. Like, you know, for the 60s, maybe in the 30s for Batman and Superman's case. Their stories never end, really. Okay, yeah. But the shows can end. So that's that's why even now, like, uh, in Endgame, spoilers for Endgame, if somebody, has, if somebody hasn't seen it, but Iron Man dies at the end. And in comics, death is a joke. That dead characters show up like exactly. every, every week. Exactly. That's not a thing. And that's the thing about in the Avengers, people are like, "What the fuck? Eight yeah. characters died." And you're like, "Okay, guys, yeah. they're gonna come back in some way." Yeah, they came back for one more. But like I say, Tony now, Iron Man now, he's dead. The actor is getting old. Yeah, well, dead. dead right? Maybe, dead, right? maybe not. Dead, right? But the actor, you know, is gonna get old. You know, Robert Downey Jr. is like fifty something, I think. So like, you know. He's, he's gonna really, have to die soon. He's gonna he's gonna die at some point, or like he's gonna be really old, and like, do, do people really want to see like you know eighty five year old Tony Stark probably. or something? They probably do. What am I saying? Yeah, they probably do. They probably do. <laughs> but just because we grew up, it's like our as, generation's gonna yeah, grow just up. Just to with say, them. but but maybe the actor doesn't want to do it anymore at some point. He's just like, yeah. okay, I did like twelve of them, and I'm like, I okay. wonder if they would sign the actor for like 20, 20 years. You twenty know? years. <laughs> I would have put it past the corporation to be like, hey, like we want to like effectively own your movie career for like twenty years. Uh, you want to sign this contract? Yeah, it's Marvel. <laughs> what did you did you ever get into the series Heroes? Uh, I've heard of it. Oh, uh, you never got into it. I haven't heard. Oh, well, I heard good things about the first season. Then I heard it went like off a cliff in season two. It was so good. I think there were like okay, I don't know how many seasons there were, but there were a lot. Like maybe mm-hmm. four or five. Right. And on the fucking, I swear to God, <laughs> it's so annoying for all of us fans because 
we invested all this time in like this girl who finds out that she has super strength and she like she can just like heal she get her, right. her arm cut off and she can like grow back. grow back her arm mm -hmm. and like she's going through all these seasons of like hiding it from everyone and mm -hmm. the way the show ends sorry spoiler is that the on the last episode she jumps off like this huge tall tower mm -hmm. in front of the entire city and then walks up walks up and then everyone's like oh my god so so we went through five seasons mm -hmm. and on the last episode people find out but like we need to know what, what happens, happens after. after they find right. out and i was like you end the whole series <laughs> like that it's bullshit but was that so the, do you know if that was the planned ending no or like no got, it wasn't they got okay, cut so, so, so they go. had to yeah. create a bullshit ending right but that's the thing is like i wish that there would have been comics written about it so that i could have had my closure yeah that, that happens sometimes like they they continue the story that got canceled in a comic later it doesn't happen <laughs> oh go find it out i know <laughs> or or write your fan fiction or fan fiction's a thing too Ooh, fan fiction that's a thing yeah it, write your own story about it write your own continuation really yeah did you ever did you ever do that i don't i haven't done it yet but i have an idea for a fan fiction oh I, like what um so marvel does all these things called what if stories so like um, like uh, they take a moment from history and like what if this happened instead so for example what if Captain America was never unfrozen because you know, at World War 2 he got frozen right but well, how, how would the Marvel Universe happen if he was never oh unfrozen right so stuff like that so I have one where uh, Harry Osborn you know uh, yeah. Spider-Man's best yeah. friend what if he got the spider bite instead of Peter <gasps> so I, I have like on my phone I have like a ger like germ of an idea you know like okay like this plot point I want to happen. Yo, that's of... actually crazy. I never, I never, I haven't wrote it out though. But yeah, I have a. Um, I hope this sparks you, inspires you to write it out. <laughs> I, I hope I will write it out one day. That is something like I do want to do. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I long. I think Harry, uh, Harry. Yeah. I think that uh, Peter Parker's grandfather would be the the evil guy. Uncle. Uncle. Yeah. Did I say grandfather? Yes. <laughs> Why do I think... Maybe he looks really old. Yeah, kind of yeah. does. Yeah, he he kind of looks like a grandfather. Oh, his, his aunt is even worse. Uh, like, in the comics, yeah. like his aunt sometimes is like... They look like grandma and bro, grandpa. Like, you're like 80-something or something. <laughs> like, you know, this is insanity. Yeah. But I also haven't seen that movie in a long time. Like, the OG movie. You yeah, know? the OG movies. He, yeah, he looks... Yeah, yeah, he looks like a pretty... If he is an uncle, he's like in his 60s or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what do you think defines a hero, then? I really want to know this. Oh, my God. Um... I think a hero is somebody who's trying to make. Well, I don't want to say trying to make because the the road to hell was the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? So could be a lot of people thinking, oh, I'm trying to do good. I'm sure white supremacists think uh, they're heroes because they're trying to change the world in a positive way. So not not their own not their own opinion, but somebody's their idea of good. Somebody somebody who makes. I don't I don't want to say objective because you know whatever is good, but like you know. It's hard to it's say. It's hard. It's hard to okay, say. Okay, I want to give an, a definition. Go, go I, I don't it. know what my definition is going to be. I'm just hoping I'll, I'll open my mouth and something cool will come out. Okay. That, that's, that's, a good, <laughs> that's a good attitude to have. Yeah. Okay, I think that a hero definitely wears a cape. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, okay, where's a cape in here? God, I don't know. Um, I think a hero is always aspiring to be a role model to someone else. Maybe they have like a little sister mm. Or they have like uh, the someone in their life, so they have like a little sister or like someone that they have to like prove good to or whatever. And also, they have had like adversity in their life that right. that's affected them so much that they feel like they have to change the world. Hmm. So, so kind of like a princess, like in Disney movies. <laughs> you know, like they all the princesses and all the heroes and shit. They've either like lost their parents, right, or they've like got like their best friends killed or something mm, right. for them to become heroes. They have had to have, like go through an insane hardship. So, okay, we're talking about like fictional heroes? like fi heroes Any hero. In hero in general. Like, well, no, fictional heroes, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> heroes. yeah, yeah. Be be because when you get to real world situations, a little bit different after. Yes. Like, not everybody can have a tragic backstory to... Uh, to be a hero. Yeah. No, I'm talking I, about I, fictional. I, yeah, fictional ones, yeah. To, to make a successful, to make a quote-unquote successful hero, a successful character... Yeah, it, it's it's definitely a trope. It's for sure a trope of superheroes having a tragic backstory. Yeah. Yeah. But almost to me now, in a way, it's like when they don't have one, it's more interesting now because that well has been tapped so hard. Like, oh, my parents died in a car crash, whatever. I know. Like, yeah, that's like that's like ninety percent overdone. Of, yeah, ninety percent of backstories. So now, yeah. like, 
they have ones that actually do have families and they have some, you know supporting casts and like big supporting casts like it's almost it's almost like a different thing but back to your back to the point we're going off topic back to the point of like what makes a hero yeah um somebody somebody who's trying to change the world for the better using whatever resources they have cuz not everybody's equipped the same way to do it some people's got frozen powers <laughs> Some people's got frozen power. Some people have tons of money. Some people um, oh, that's true. All have almost nothing, but they can still do their best to uh, help people out. I guess I just think that you really do have to have had adversity in your life mm. to be a hero. Right. Because what else would drive you? Why would you want to change the world then if nothing so, has affected you? So by okay by that then, would you consider Superman a hero? Because Superman doesn't really have much tragedy in the way of his life. Like... Um, I don't really see what he, like, he, you know, this is why he doesn't stand out. This is why he's so, I, like, I would say, uh, like, underrated, but in a good way. Like, he, she should be underrated because he right. doesn't really have anything that, like, people are crazy about because he just, like, flies around and picks people up. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There's no, like, personality. I don't even know how to describe Superman other than, like, Oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> Big and macho. Like, how can you even... He doesn't have a personality. Um, I don't know. Do um, you think he has a personality? I mean, everybody's got a personality. The question is, like, is he an uh, interesting personality or something? It, the, Superman becomes interesting when he has people to play off of. If he, if he, if he, if, he, if the story has hit him on an island, like, yeah. just alone... Maybe not, but he has to have like really good supporting cast around him. That's that's why he and Batman work so well together. Okay, just yeah. Because they're like their philosophies in life or their philosophies on the world or philosophies on crime fighting are completely different. Batman rules through fear. Batman rules through yeah. underhanded tactics. Superman fights crime through hope. Fights crime through optimism. Batman is always cynicism. Yeah. He, you know he doesn't he doesn't trust Look, the criminals. people relate more to that. I find. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, they, it's, it's, it's sexier. It's you know it's yeah. It's, it's, you know it's more dark. It's more sinister. relatable. Uh, yeah, because people are dark. It's easy to be dark and negative. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's definitely like, um, I mean, they, they, they we're going to get into a wider philosophical debate here about. Uh, Good. This is what we want. Okay. Let's go. So, so um, should criminals be punished or should criminals be rehabbed? Criminals should be punished. Punished. Absolutely. So that's so that's a bat that that would be a Batman point of view to have, because Batman, you know, he, he beats criminals within an inch of their life a lot of times. Because I really believe that criminals mm -hmm. are mentally ill, Ooh. and you cannot rehab the mentally ill. Whoa, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a controversial statement. <laughs> Do you think you can rehab the mentally ill? Uh, yeah. So it's a mental illness. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, obviously. So obviously it's not easy. For instance, like if I kill my family, right. I'm obviously not well. I don't think however right. many weeks in rehab is going to heal me. I, I'm just like right. ill, like I'm broken. So, so um, I mean, I mean, okay, just because you killed your family, I don't, I don't think. Just because you killed your family. Just, cause, just, just because. Uh, I mean, this could be reasons why people are not necessarily mentally ill and they still kill their families. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's a, a lot of money in it if they kill their family. That's a mental illness. You're fucking psycho. Yeah, you could be psychotic, but let, let, let's say let's say you're really desperate for money. Okay, this is obviously we're taking it to like. Okay, a, I think I'm talking to a psycho. Like <laughs> <laughs> justifying. Like... We're, we're we're taking it to the furthest extreme here. Obviously, okay, yeah, this yeah, is like yeah. extremely extreme, extremely extreme, very extreme case. But like, if you killed your family because you heard voices in your head telling you to do it, okay, that's obviously like you need like psychiatric care. But if you're actually a genius mastermind who's like planning to like inherit billions of dollars and you're like, yeah. hey, there, it's just my family's collateral. <laughs> well, um, I, I always get these two confused. There's a difference between sociopathy and psychopath, psychopaths. I forget, I forget. Sociopath what is more like, um, uh, socially inept. Like, you, you're like, it's not always inept, though. I don't think it's always inept. Like or, sociopath, or, or, or is that what it is then? And I'm thinking of psychopaths, or is it the ones who okay. are actually I'm socially pretty sure, developed? I'm pretty sure. Yes, exactly. Okay. They're socially developed. Psychopaths are socially de developed, but they're psychotic. Right. So they can like break a fuse and like fucking lose their shit, have no right. control. Whereas sociopaths are kind of like 
um, you know, brain not developed, kind right. of like no have, communication have trouble, skills. Have trouble fitting in. Yeah, like all right. these signs. I think, though, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, me too. I, I get the same know. thing. Like, I always get them confused. I'm like, which is which? I could check. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. Because there's one of them, I forget which one it is, but there's one that doesn't that don't see people like people. They see them as like props or objects that they can just use to get whatever they Sociopath want. Sociopath is a term used to describe someone who has an antisocial personality. Right. People with uh, this can't understand other people's feelings. So they'll often break rules and make impulsive decisions without mm -hmm. feeling guilty for the harm they cause. Right. Whereas a psychopath is mm. traditionally a personality disorder by persistent antisocial behavior, impaired empathy and remorse, and bold, disinhibited, egotistical traits. Okay, so they're basically the same thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> well yeah, okay, this is ringing bells now. Yes, like, psychologists, like, are, like, pretty divided on, like, okay, is there, like... Okay, Even well, the well, distinction between Like, well, yeah, what, di what differentiates the two? Exactly. Like, it can be hard to say sometimes, so... Anyways, this is all this to say. This is going off topic. Back to like the whole like rehabilitation versus like uh, punitive measures. So you could punish them. Of course, that's what that's what, that's what the United States does like all the time, right? Or that that's what most Western countries I would say do. They, yeah. they, they're not focusing on that. But if you look to more of the Scandinavian countries like uh, Norway, um, Sweden, things like that, yeah, they have more rehabilitative ways of getting yeah. criminals back they're so advanced in their society right man. right and well this is one of the ways then yeah. because um the the what us westerners have a think of like if you do a crime you have to be punished for it yeah you, you know we have to you have to suffer in prison you have to eat terrible meals you have to uh you know you know punitive you have to punish yeah. them but by doing that like you're, you're you're trying to do a batman kind of approach like you're ruling through fear it's like okay if you do this again you're gonna like end up in here again you know kind of thing so don't do it again yeah but how, how many times does that actually work how many times does one person commit a crime one time and they never do it again the recidivism rate is huge yeah because yeah, they're gonna do it again and again, yeah. again and again so obviously that doesn't solve anything so maybe we should try a different approach i'm not, I'm not saying the other approach yeah. is gonna fall us either but that's actually yeah that's true well, clearly one clearly one that they're doing isn't working Right. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 this is putting aside the whole aspect of like uh, private uh, private prisons and private prison complexes, where like you know companies that get a lot of money for putting people in jail. And yeah. So that that's another that's another angle you got. Consider. Motives. That's another angle you got to consider. Why they're putting so many people in jail? Well, because people get really rich from putting people in jail sometimes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Damn, that's the truth. Yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, for this comic book ha, subject yes. comics yes how, how should we end this uh, and segue to the next is there anything else that you'd like to say about like you know nerd culture today um, yeah uh i would say be aware of corporations that are going to try to um uh, hmm. a, a parting thoughts for superhero right well, it could be anything, but, but what were you going to say about corporations trying to, like, steal <laughs> well, your money? Well, well, steal your money and, like, you know, because we hail these heroes as too high a standard, we have, to, we have to understand also that their fictional characters own, their copyrighted characters owned by corporations that want your money a lot. So, careful how much. So, don't go support and don't <laughs> go watch movies. Never, never have fun ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Just consider that. Uh, even though we believe in them, well, you know, we even though we love these heroes so much, like also remember that uh, corporations they're franchises. They're franchises, so. But I, I'll, I'll always be a little skeptical. Don't don't be afraid to be critical. Don't don't fall into worship too much. I'll, exactly. I'll, I'll, don't fall into worship, and also realize that like these superheroes are based off of comics created at a very like sheltered time. Mm -hmm. And if you don't feel like your ethnicity is being represented, it's not, it's just because these freaking comics were written at a closed minded time. So right. I really hope that we can like branch out with this superhero culture and like see a bunch of different faces, a bunch of different ideas from different cultures, places. I really hope that the future of nerd culture mm -hmm. becomes like, something we could have never imagined something so I, magical and like I, I, I but hope, inclusive yeah i was about to say i hope we grow more inclusive rather than cornering keep people that out. gateway of like exactly break the gates storm the dudes. gates everyone yeah. nerds of all genders all races storm the gates yeah break storm the gates, gates. Down. i love that yeah okay what was our next topic we wanted to talk about 
dreams. What's um, your dream job? Was that it? I think I think it was something like that. Yeah, because you you and I have a little different opinions about this. Yeah. Yeah. So I asked you in the car on our yeah. way here. I was mm-hmm. like. Well, Patrick, if you could be doing anything in the world that you would like to be doing, mm-hmm. what would it be? And you're like, huh, I never thought of that. And I'm like, what? Well, well at least recently I haven't thought recently, of it. Recently. In the past huh? few years I haven't so, thought of it. So talk to me about that. Well, um, this is, so, so this is like a little bit of a, because we had a conversation that's like going years back, I remember, where it's like your, your career to you is like a big thing. Like you want to be out there, you want your passion to match your career it's not career it's legacy there you go and the see that that's big for you legacy that's big for you it's huge for me it's not so much that big okay because to me just an example um this past weekend i was at a chalet with friends like, okay we went to a chalet in labelle we had there we had a good time that to me is what i live for that kind of stuff just being around friends, having good... Wow. That's, that's like... Justin, my boyfriend, is the same way. Right. I can't so... understand it. <laughs> I don't get it. it, it when, you, when you have people you care about, you're surrounded by people you care, you care about a lot, and you're having fun... That's There's you, nothing else. That's what I live for. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I, I don't live to, um, you know, make money or... You know, I, I want money to support a lifestyle where I can be with my friends. I can yeah. be around them all the time, right? And I can... Uh, you know, live with the people, live with the person I love most, and all that, right? You know, it's crazy that you say that because I frequently think like, if I have free time, the way I'd want to spend mm-hmm. it is by myself writing music to See. to a beat. How like sad does it sound? <laughs> it sounds really sad, you know. And I'm like, well, what is the point of this? Okay, well, I want to write this to then like change mm-hmm. a person's world and like help them get out of what depression, whatever they're struggling. I mm-hmm. want to write something to help mm-hmm. them have a better life. But then I'm like. Okay, so am I sacrificing my life yeah. for others if like or, or do I genuinely not enjoy going out to like lake days and I think I just don't enjoy it. <laughs> I just don't enjoy just like chilling. But but it seems like you're not an antisocial person at all. No, cuz so I love that you're here. I love that yeah, you're sharing your ideas. Right, so it's right. weird. Yeah, right. So you like being around friends, but so why why um so why is it that your legacy, your career means so much to you as compared to... Well, okay, so you know how I just told you that I was reading that book, The mm-hmm. Denial of Death? Yes. It's not that it's just important to me. It's that, okay, humans live in this constant anxiety from the minute that we're born mm-hmm. because we're born to die. So we're in constant mm-hmm. anxiety of like, oh my God, we're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. And sometimes it hits people a lot sooner than it hits others. Some people, they go their whole life without even realizing and then boom, they're hit by a truck, whatever. Cool. They didn't have that mm-hmm. like existential moment where they're like oh my god what's gonna happen after this so the for the people who we could say are woke and they like (laughs) they realize that they're gonna die it's like this fucking rat race now it's like oh okay i gotta like make my impact i gotta change the world i'm Mm -hmm. only here for like a certain amount of time how am i gonna make my footprint on the world on the history of like mankind how am i gonna make a difference and i think that's where this like anxiety of like go 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 push comes from because Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna fucking die (laughs) so at least this podcast is gonna live on you know what i'm saying yeah um i i I think this gets into a thing of um spiritualism also so i i don't know how spiritual you are i love buddha okay (laughs) that's the only thing i agree with okay but like you believe in an afterlife do you are you agnostic about it you're not sure um, agnostic. You're agnostic. Definitely about it. agnostic. Okay. There's something, but you can't put your finger on it. Nobody right. fucking knows. And nobody knows for sure. And but I, like, and I'll admit to that. I don't know for sure. Yeah, right. but like spirits fucking exist. So there you go. So. But I don't know because right. I don't know. But but I I would say, the fact that seemingly like you care about your legacy so much, I think you do like believe in an afterlife or could be because if you didn't, when you leave this world, what do you care? Right? Because it's not going to matter to you anymore. I care because I want to help someone right. live as long as they can here without like stealing and taking their life before it's their time to go. So like killing killing themselves right. without realizing that it's worth it. But then when I say that, I'm like, but then like, how am I living my life? Like, I feel like I'm sacrificing yeah. my life because I spend yeah. most of my days inside writing right. to help. A, a, you know, it's weird. Yeah. It's like, you, you, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it, it's a dangerous, uh, like, oh, man, I, I don't know the exact terminology for it, but, like, it's definitely a thing where it's, like, people give up pieces of themselves so much, like, over time that eventually it's, like, 
you have to be a little bit juiced out. You're juiced out. You have to be like, you have to be a little bit selfish for yourself. You have to like realize like, no, like I'm I'm worthy of like enjoyment too. I I can be happy also. I don't have to sacrifice everything about myself for others. Yeah. No, but all this to say, like, I do enjoy writing music. Like, I, I'm having a good time no, as I'm for doing sure. it. Yeah, it's for sure. But for some people, it, it can grow to be too much eventually. And yeah, it's like, burnout. And yeah, and like, you know, they might stop talking to their friends. They, yeah. might, they might become an island onto themselves. Yeah. Like. So what would you do with your time? This is the question I asked uh, you in the car. Yes, and I, I, still, I still don't have a good answer. Because to me, like I said, like, that that's not what drives me to... Um, uh, sorry, I'll rephrase. Like... If you could have any, if you could spend your days mm-hmm. in any way that you would want to spend them, right? How would you spend them if you were not a slave to another person's, you know, authority or time? Am, am I bound by money in this scenario? No, just like you wake up, how all, would you spend all, your all days? All my needs are taken care of. Everything I, I got taken, a place to live. Exactly. Man. How would you spend your days? I'd probably read a lot of comics. I'd, okay. I'd probably spend a lot of time with my, my girlfriend. Um, I'd probably play some games. Like go outside, like I probably find a nice place to live, go into some nice outdoors, go outside. So like the hobbies that you mentioned, mm-hmm. comics and playing games. Yeah. Right away, like okay, I'm not a fucking expert, but I'm just saying like <laughs> from a, from what I've heard from like uh, people who help with careers, like Gary mm-hmm. V, Jay Shetty, all like the social media experts who talk about how to find your dream job. Right. Like you look at what you like doing, and right. then you try to turn what you like doing mm-hmm. into like your career. So I'm like. Well, you already video game test, which is sick. Right. right. Do you love that job? Mm. It's okay. Sorry. Would Would you ever consider like creating a video game? Well, that's a whole other skill set I don't have, and but like it takes in, years to develop. Yeah. Also, again, you don't make video games by yourself. You're always with teams of people. So. It's It starts off as a sole idea though, and if like yeah. for instance, if you want something, yeah. you can make it happen. Like I'm not just saying that. Like if you really can. Picture what you want. Mm-hmm. You'll find any way to right. make that a reality. Right. No so, matter so, what. So, so, so here, here would be like a differing uh, point of view because you, you, those guys are saying, find your passion and turn it into a career, right? Yeah. But the problem with that is, if you do that, it might not become your passion anymore because that becomes your life after. It's not just something that you like doing. That's like, a thing. Yeah, it becomes something that you have to do. That you have to do after. This is something. This is something that I like doing. That I want to do. But it's not something maybe that I would have to do because if that's my career, I have to do it or else I don't eat. I don't have a place to live. I don't. I can't go out. So which is you, so you, crazy. You're a slave. You're essentially a slave to that after. Yes. Mm-hmm. However, I'm looking at it through the lens of like, music is not just a passion. It's like I cannot breathe without writing. I right. can't breathe. Some people can't breathe without dancing. So like their passion ends up their career, but they would not be able to breathe without mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So what is there something in your life that you can't <laughs> breathe without doing? Uh, That's the real question. Mm, like you have to do it every single day. There's something you have to do. Interacting with people, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so you have to be social. Yeah. You can't I, I breathe mean, without I, I, Obviously, there's like, you know, the occasion there where I'm like, all right, nobody, okay, no, no, fuck, nobody yeah, don't, don't come in my bubble. Exactly. Fuck off, everybody leave me alone. But, you know, I start climbing the walls if I'm alone for too long, whatever. I need to be with someone. Okay. Because I'm thinking, like, I'm just trying to, like, help you. But this is my my insecurity. It's like, why, yeah, exactly, cause, why cause, do cause, people have to have something be, be, for me? Like, did, 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 this was something we were talking about before. Uh, our energy, like, our, our, our mood, our temperature, our energy is completely different. You go yeah. from really big highs to yeah, really big lows, exactly. right? Exactly. I'm more, like, constant. Middle, even Steven, like, middle, middle <laughs> of the ground all the time, right? Yeah. Like, nothing, nothing really bothers me too much and nothing, like... I mean, I'll, I'll get excited about things, but like nothing really like. I don't get these euphoric highs, maybe like you do. Yeah. I'm like, and I, then I'll I crash to, and burn. I'll try to keep staying. <laughs> I hope you don't crash and burn, Fiona. No, you know? I hope I don't either. But if yeah. I do, I'll just come back yeah. out as a fucking maverick. Yeah. And then I'll crash and burn again. But then yeah. I'll come out as a gazelle. Yes. And then I'll get so reincarnation. Ah, you do believe oh, in the afterlife. There you go. You do believe in the afterlife. But yeah, so I I don't know. I think it's all about like if you're unhappy, then yeah. you need to find the, the real thing. But if you're happy, fucking go keep li- living the yeah. way you want to live, you yeah. know. And uh, so so you're talking about for the denial of death, like you know, like every, you realize everybody dies, right? So you're on a treadmill, or whatever. Yeah. So if I can just tie this back into um, comics before we're talking about, uh, there was a comic called Secret Wars, and from 2015, and it was uh, you know like 
it, it ends on a thing where like the, the multiverse collapsed, um, but then it was brought back. From, it was brought back from the brink, whatever. And now, like you know, the worlds are the world is back stable again. And it, it, the scientist, Mister Fantastic, in the story, he talks about like as a scientist he used to believe in entropy, which is like you know everything dies, right? That's oh, okay, en- that's yeah. entropy, right? But you know, like now now that he has a new outlook on life, he says everything dies, but everything lives too. So that that just flip it around flip it around flip it around realize that yeah everything dies that's true but for the time you do have here you don't always have to be this is the way I read it people can have their own yeah. personal readings of it but like to me it's like enjoy the time you have and don't don't have it don't be scared that one day it might end enjoy it while it's here exactly because yeah. when you die you don't well hopefully you just don't know that you're gonna die because right. that's the scariest shit Right. No, just fucking no. shoot me, man. Don't tell me you're gonna shoot me. Don't fucking stab me like in different areas. I, me, it's like dying in a car underwater. That's what I don't want to happen. Right. Like seeing the water build up, knowing that like I only have one more breath left. Like that's just the scariest shit. Right. Well, okay. <laughs> well, for the time you are here, Fiona. I hope just think about life. I love about, that. Okay, I have a couple of last closing questions. Sure. So I actually asked this to all of my guests. Mm-hmm. If you could have any superpower in the world, <laughs> what right. would it be? Oh, that man. is so fitting for this episode. Yes, uh, um, you know, like as a Spider-Man fan, you would think I was like, oh, you want Spidey senses? You're like, yeah, shoot web, spider sense. But spider sense, yeah, it's pretty good. But mm, I think I always go teleportation. Yeah, why? Because like, I could be anywhere, and if I, if I don't if I don't like the situation I'm in, I'm out of here. <laughs> but you could do that as a human like okay peace guys yeah but, and then leave the room right but teleporting I can go somewhere nobody knows where I am or or okay so if not teleportation um, psychic reading minds oh why because you know. would want to know I want to know everything why why would you want to know that I don't like secrets being kept <laughs> from me. But sometimes yeah. it's not a secret it's just simply rude <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, like yeah like yeah yeah of course but but you'd want to know I'd want to know I'm, 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 I'm a curious beef, you know. Okay. I, I, need, I need to know. I need to know stuff. Um, second question for the yeah. person who maybe doesn't have a dream. Right. What would you tell them to sort of live in this life without a dream? Like, what advice do I give to people? Yeah, who, who don't have who dreams. Don't have dreams. Um. Man, wow. Well, you're asking me, the guy who said, doesn't have who a doesn't dream. have like, a dream. But it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, you might not necessarily have a dream job. And you, you, have, you have to think about yourself, like, well, will that dream job make you happy forever? Or will... So, would, do you want your career to be your main source of happiness? Or do you want your, do you want your career to be a means to get to happiness elsewhere? Wait, I was just talking to you. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So, would you want your career to be your happiness like do you, is your career going to be your source of happiness or, or is your or is your career going to be a means to get your happiness somewhere else that's a great point aka you know that working your nine to five is shit but you know that when you go home at night you have you are so happy so the nine to five is worth it for your happiness yeah. at night i mean well, hopefully it's not shit, shit but it's something that you can live with and at least do for a time like like for, like but i feel like a lot of people live like that to get yeah. their vacations their five weeks vacation per yeah. year you know yeah and this is a little bit oh, okay this is a closing segment so we'll keep it sweet yeah. but like it's a little bit of a generational thing too because for us millennials we're, we're used to like oh job security that's a myth like there's no such thing as job security there's no such thing as like long term yeah exactly there's no such thing like that right so if you just bounce so, if you just bounce from multiple jobs it's like that's um, the safety. It's kind of like that's kind of what you have to do. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of what you have to do. So. So that's it, yeah. and we have one last question. Right. Which is the craziest question. Oh Christ Almighty! <laughs> what is the meaning of life? Oh boy, what is the meaning of life? Hmm. <sighs> it is. Uh, I mean, there's no, there's no real answers here, so don't quote me on you know like. Uh, Put it on a put my put my quote on a poster yeah. or something, <laughs> but the meaning of life would be to once you look back on your life, are you gonna, are you gonna give yourself a thumbs up or are you gonna give yourself a thumbs down? Whoa! <laughs> okay, will, will you say that I treat people right? Did I enjoy myself? Can, can, 
if if I were to judge myself as a person from outside of my shoes, would you say was that a good dude or was that a bad dude? Knowing everything that you know about yourself, not what you just we put on bullet, but what's in your mind, what's what you've done, what what are things only you know about? Are you going to be happy with yourself at the end? Because your life is made up of a bunch of memories. Yes. So you got to make sure that those memories are yeah. are worth it, and that's, you're a good that's, person. That's right. Yeah, I love that, man. <laughs> but not just to your own self. For but, like, people around. For an object, if you grab an objective person and you tell them your life story, are you going to come out looking like the hero, or are you going to come out looking like the villain? The villain. What a great way to end this fucking comic podcast, yo. <laughs> Yeah. Peace out. Boom. Boom. You can find Patrick on all his socials. Patrick Marcella. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Yo. <laughs>